0: I mean, surprise!
1: Everything looks perfect. The sun is shining, all my friends are here. There's a beautiful birthday cake. And to top it off, we all chipped in and purchased you this brand new scooter. (gasps) A scooter! Oh, you shouldn't have. You guys are the greatest. See, Eugene, I told you this was going to be a perfect party. Submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy! Let's rock!
0: It makes me want to fart! Dear Journal, it's me, Doug.
1: Do you have (laughs) it? Favorite's gotta do what a baby has gotta do.
2: On your mark. Get set. Oh,
0: here it goes.
2: Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime-filled past. I'm your Gackarific co-host, Brett.
1: And uh, your slime co-host, Alex. Happy birthday, Brett!
2: Why, thank you very much, Alex. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> so we gotta have some party goers. We got somebody coming with us today?
2: Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, um, you know, I was setting up for my birthday party and I happened to run into my sister, Chelsea, so she's... She's helping us uh, throw a birthday party to celebrate Nickelodeon style today. So yeah. thank you, to the po- thank Yay. you for joining us on the podcast, Chelsea.
3: <laughs> hey guys, yeah, no, happy birthday month. I'm happy to be here.
2: Thank you. Yeah, we're happy to have you here too because I know you and I yeah. share a lot of early '90s Nickelodeon memories together, and also birthday party memories. So. You know, before we dive into our top five birthday episodes today, which is actually a new format we're doing. We never did like a formal top five before. Um, I like to just go around the table and uh, share some memories that we have about some of our favorite birthday parties growing up.
1: Well, (laughs) uh, I I have two pretty big birthday memories. One is mine and one is for my son, Uh, since Sam is an honorary Splat Attack member with his Sam Reacts. Uh, last year he turned seven and he as you are well aware since this is for Patreon that I'm a huge James Bond fan uh, because we had that James Bond episode and Sam also became a massive James Bond fan because I was watching them so he had to watch all of them and (laughs) he didn't turn seven he turned 007 years old (laughs) And his birthday was a 007-themed birthday party, and I made, I got foam boards, and I drew pictures of the James Bond villains, and I gave him a new Nerf gun that shoots one of those balls. Oh my god, that's so cool. He got his own little tuxedo, and he spent the night with his grandmother, so I could set the whole house up, and there was a giant 007 uh, helium balloons, and I had a 007 gun barrel uh, backdrop. And when he came home, those figures were all over the house and he walked in in his tuxedo and I came outside with the gun and said, there are James Bond villains inside. You must shoot them all. And he said, are you serious? I said, yes. He ran inside (laughs) and the music was playing and he went around the house looking for all of them and shooting them. And then later his cousin came over and he was in a tuxedo t-shirt and and my cousin was also in a tuxedo t-shirt. And I just heard them screaming in the basement. I had no idea what that noise was. And then his cousin runs up the stairs screaming. Ah! (laughs) And then my son has got one of those cardboard figures chasing after him with the Jaws character. Oh (laughs) Oh my gosh. You really went all out, huh? Uh, Yes. Oh my God. Uh, I I definitely go all out for my boys.
3: Oh, that sounds uh, perfect. I bet he loved it.
1: And mine is much shorter, but I remember going to Discovery Zone when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, I remember that Batman Returns had just came out. So I got a lot of Batman toys and uh, coloring book and things like that. Uh, I remember the friends that were there. And I remember my big brother getting in the ball pit and all the other kids that were my age getting frustrated with him because he kept going down the slide and they would pull him out of the slide oh no oh no and it was it was a (laughs) lot of fun i i i miss discovery zone a lot but anyway there was those are are my quick memories those are some great
2: memories it actually sounds um,
3: like so much fun
2: yeah it actually reminds me a lot of this one time my dad did a Mission Impossible themed birthday for me when oh. I was like around. They're similar,
3: right? I've never seen those movies. When, but... when, <laughs> M-
2: when did MI2 come out, Charles or Alex? 96? Right? <clears throat> oh, no. 98? MI2, that was 2000s. I want to say uh, that. Was I don't know. I
3: think want to say that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so Maybe I, 2001. I, i had that
2: birthday and i remember my dad doing something similar to like the 007 thing where he he like set up a a tape recorder with him like doing a mission on it and i had to like go around the yard finding clues and you know just pretend that i was tom cruise with lots of explosions behind me going through it i (laughs) I think i
3: remember that there was a lot of outside activities yeah
2: (laughs) yeah all my friends from like sixth grade were there and it it was interesting (laughs) i had to use a lot of my imagination to make it work because we didn't have millions of dollars to pay for fireworks or whatever but you know it it was still fun Mm -hmm. it was it was in the heart of the spirit of having the theme and i really appreciate that memory a lot um i also have a couple other ones that i'd like to mention that were recently unlocked one where chelsea i don't know if you remember this but um you remember like my friend michael dean when i was really little like around three or four
3: uh, the name rings a bell, but
2: our I'm... our mom was friend with, uh, his mom and we went over his house and I remember like being really excited that,
3: oh yeah, um, Kathy. Yeah, that was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
2: uh-huh. she, she invited, uh, the red power ranger to his birthday party, which I thought oh, was God. pretty cool,
3: <laughs> Yeah, you
2: know, because I was really into power. We rangers. Loved, we loved
3: power rangers. We were obsessed pink and yellow, obviously. And yeah.
2: White. And I was into yeah. <laughs> blue and green mostly. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I, I obviously because I was little, I didn't pick up on this, but the, <laughs> the Red Power Ranger, he just did like a few poses like, ha, hoo-ha, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know said a few phrases like it's morphin' time and staying school kids and when I, I i i've actually revisited this photo a few times when i look at it i didn't realize the red ranger <laughs> the red ranger really needs to lose a few pounds because he does not look like in shape that he did on tv like you know he's the strong one he's got bulging muscles for like a 16 17 18 year old this guy not so much like yeah it is what sure. it is. Um That's funny. And I I thought it was interesting because I remember chasing after the Red Ranger, like, wait, don't go back. And then he disappears, and I realized. That was at his party? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was at his party. Then I realized that um,
3: party, he was just yeah. like, yeah. yeah,
2: when he escaped, I thought he teleported to, uh, like, Zordon's command center because I couldn't find him as we all went around at the garage. Oh, my gosh. Like uh, three years old. Yeah. Four years uh, old, around oh, there.
3: tiny, Yeah,
2: yeah. And then um yeah. Another I think it was around I was a little bit older, like around six, seven, eight. Uh you remember Curly's, Chelsea? Like it, it was similar to Chuck Oh yeah. Jesus. Oh yes. Yeah. It was like
3: Chuck E. Cheese's and it was actually Or like or
2: Discovery say. Zone where it had like ball pits and you can like climb through cargo nets yeah. and it had those tubes with <laughs> climbing like climbing
0: plastic the port tubes. Holes in yeah. It.
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember doing that with like our our um they're not cousins, but like Nick. We Angeletti. went to a lot of yeah, Nick yeah. Angeletti and his his brother and sister and whatnot. We all went there together, and I remember getting stuck at the very top near the vent because it was like four four oh, floors yeah. tall. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to fall over to the other side where it's all flat and just carpet. So I remember yeah, like one of the girls having I to fish those. me out because I went to hide and I got too adventurous. Oh my gosh! Went above the obstacles instead of through them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with those places. I always loved going to Curly's, and it was also next to the pet store as well
2: yeah
1: yeah like, it was
3: like every time we went in there we got a dog so but they were cute to look at the puppies so. yeah <laughs> the release was amazing for sure it was that definitely sparked some birthday memories
2: birthday parties are synonymous with ball pits and colorful rainbow slides in our family <laughs> yeah
3: I remember. we definitely went to a lot of parties there and you know that just reminded me because i couldn't even remember like the birthday memories this is so long ago the kids birthdays but after you saying some things, now I was reminded. So I guess okay. um, I'll start with my first. So obviously, my first birthday memory that comes to mind is um, my son Leo. He just turned he just turned um, one year old in December. So it was his first birthday, and you know that was really nice to relive it with him. And just you know, we made it sweet and special and everything. And so I just remember his birthday that to happen we got on some gifts and just to see the look on face and his smile you know just when he's playing and having a good time like that's the best so and then that just also reminded me of like my birthday memories we're speaking of Curly's earlier and that um, that reminds me because when I was younger I had birthday parties at least at um McDonald's like their play place (laughs) yeah that um the climbing plastic tubes like they had a play place like that so that kind of tied in remind me but um, i
2: remember ceramic whatever. chairs we used to spin around on and get dizzy do you remember that at all when we got like our <laughs> chicken nuggets we went outside and we just like spun around like this i do i don't thing. think so it
3: was probably too little but
2: oh oh sorry i'm confusing that with the <laughs> I try to block cane.
3: the fast food memories out of my mind okay so i'm really digging
2: yeah. here <laughs> I-, I hear you yeah i know because uh, you're uh, a health nut uh, now okay. <laughs> M- <laughs>
3: Well, I just can't. Well, I'm not going to go play in those. It's like the, okay, I will bring him there to do that. But I'm just,
2: I was actually confusing whatever, that McDonald's fun. memory with the Burger King castle that was in Meriden, Connecticut. You remember that? It had like a King's jousting area. I don't know if dad took you there, but it definitely was Your like- You good memory.
3: The, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do have a no, photographic memory, probably. but if you
2: ask me something tomorrow, yeah. I wouldn't remember it.
3: God, I feel like mine's just like- <laughs> forget everything well, nowadays but sorry
2: <laughs> I, i'm good. not trying to overshadow your memories i'm just saying no. there, there was a burger king in meriden connecticut that was like literally this castle yeah. and it had like renaissance style jousting where you could eat a burger while watching that happen really? medieval style wow. oh my and was like three floors really with a spiral staircase and it was totally themed my dad knows about oh, it. That's, that's crazy oh my gosh
3: that's, awesome. that's so
1: funny yeah i had no idea that existed I'd love it to does sound that. cool though and I'm assuming well, you saw the pictures yay. I sent you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was just going to share that actually. So Alex sent me pictures of his 007 birthday party for Sam. I don't oh know my if God. you can see that at all. I'm sorry. Looks it's like, like a blurry. ninja. Yeah. And uh-huh. then uh, there's Alex. I, I have the actual photos. I'll just show Oh my
3: gosh. Wow. Yeah. I that's really that. good
2: illustration for like. Oh yeah. Wow.
3: Really good props and everything. Oh, my gosh. What a great theme, though. That's, like, perfect. Seven, like, I mean, that seems like the perfect age to be
1: in the. He's only going to be seven. That kind of
3: stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you Do you think
2: either of you will ever do a Nickelodeon-themed birthday at some point for your
1: uh, children? If either of them get into it, absolutely. Uh, I know Sam enjoys them. But he's not into it like his daddy is. But mm-hmm. he does like to sit down and watch them whenever I sit down to watch them for Splat Attack. Uh-huh. But he's uh-huh. not a, a diehard avid fan. Uh, right now it's James Bond superheroes and Scooby-Doo.
3: No, Scooby-Doo. We'll
2: we'll, we'll convert him in soon enough. <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Working
3: on it. <laughs> love it. We loved it too. Yeah. I
2: love the yeah. old shows. <laughs> Half the fun of watching Scooby-Doo is figuring out who the villain is. <laughs> but for now, we're, we're here, of course, because we're talking uh, top five birthday episodes uh, that are 90s Nickelodeon related. And boy, have we have quite a bit to choose from. I was actually pleasantly surprised with how many I was able to dig up from a wide assortment of shows that we are accustomed to watching. Um, some I didn't even think had birthday episodes and some have multiple birthday episodes. So I'm kind of curious to see how each of our lists are going to turn out for our patrons. So with uh, that being said, let's just jump right in and open the first present. Alex, what is your top five? We'll go in chronological order again, since we're all A, B, and C here. (laughs)
1: Perfect. Well, my number five. uh, This is one of those. Well, uh, I'll tell you the show. Hey, dude.
0: Hey, dude!
1: It's a little, little wild and a little strange. Yeah, I like does. Hey, dude, but I remember not really caring for it when I was a kid, uh, mm-hmm. just because I, I don't. I think the content just went over my head. Yeah, uh, and same. the show is kind of slow-paced for being set on a dude ranch. Hardly anything really happens, and it's just a bunch of cheesy puns. Salute your shorts is infinitely better. But um, being who I am, I wanted to check it out again when I was an adult, and I really found something innocent about the show. Uh, Even though it's not well acted, for a few actors, uh, some of them are very good, and the writing is really mundane, and they kind of go the safe route most of the time. A couple of times they push their, their boundaries with what they could at the time. But... It's 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 fine. It I understand if people don't really care for it, but something about it just brought me back to what it felt like at that time and I kind of missed being a kid and I remember playing it, it was one of those white noise shows and uh, going back and watching it as an adult I really did enjoy it and it actually did get a lot of chuckles out of me even though it's really really cheesy and hokey. Oh yeah. But uh, the episode in particular is Battle of the Sexes and every episode had two plots that, that happened simultaneously. One was the main and one was the small, smaller subplot. Uh, Battle of the Sexes was very much uh, Brad and Ted's episode and the two of them were always at it, always arguing with each other, which was part of the charm of the show. And One of the things about Hey Dude is they usually took a lot of the sitcom tropes and then would just keep doing them over and over and over uh, because that's all it was. And Battle of the Sexes is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Ted was saying how much better boys are and Brad was saying how much better girls are and then they would insult the boys and the girls. In 1990 mindset, it was fine in yeah. 2022 mindset it's like wow some of these comments are could really be taken as sexist but yeah. uh, but either way it was it was the 90s and this was a kid show and we really didn't think that way at the time and it was it was fine it wasn't anything spectacular but danny on the other hand mm. this was his birthday was coming up and he was being very very subtle When's your birthday? Do you know?
0: Oh, no, I don't. Why?
1: Oh, it's just nice to know when people's birthdays are.
2: When's yours?
0: Mine's in September.
2: That's nice. Say, Ted, when's your birthday? Oh, mine's in March, Danny. That's great. Birthdays are a wonderful thing, aren't they? Well, (laughs) I think they're kind of lame. Oh. I
1: guess.
0: What is wrong with Danny?
1: With letting everyone know that his birthday was coming up by just asking someone point blank. Hey, when's your birthday? Oh, when's your birthday? How about you? When's your birthday? Well, why do you ask Danny? Well, it would just be a shame. You know, if anybody, I want to remember your birthday because it'd be a shame if I forgot when your birthday is. And then everyone just is like, yeah, that's nice. And then they'd walk off and, uh, (laughs)
2: I, f- I feel like Danny needs like someone making a bunch of noise with like giant cue cards or something saying like, Hey, ask Danny about his birthday.
0: <laughs> and,
1: and of course, Ted knows. And it's one of the, again, the, the usual trope that you see in sitcoms, they are already well aware it's his birthday, but they're planning a surprise birthday party for him at the end. So they just act clueless or they have no interest at all. And they just avoid the conversation and stick with the battle of the sexes. Uh, I can't, I can't want my have time to talk about birthdays right now. Let's go do we we're gonna compete with this horse race. Oh, oh crap, I lost. No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't follow the rules right. So now we gotta do a different competition. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, you know what would be a good competition? Baking cupcakes for birthdays. Yes, a cupcake In competition. Sense. That's a great. <laughs> one. And uh, of course oh, they gosh. do the big reveal at the end of happy birthday, but it's not a spectacular episode, but it is one that does make me feel very nostalgic, and I do enjoy it for that reason.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, it's a pretty good pick. Um, I have a similar experience with Hey Dude myself where I ended up getting the DVDs in 2011 when they had like a big Shout factor release of all the shows yep. from Nickelodeon. And um, it, it was something that definitely went over my head. The only thing I really remembered from it as a child is, um, you know, Ted pissing everyone off and yes. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ernst and his goofy giant ten gallon hat and him getting into situations like Ugwood on salute shorts. Um, I do remember that birthday one just because of how subtle and like timid Danny was. And I really felt like he just needed to be a little more aggressive so that, you know, Ted and Brad's type A personalities could just take a back seat for a moment so we can all just take the time to celebrate something a little bit special here. Because even if it doesn't seem like birthdays are that important when you get older, it's still nice to have someone mention it to you um, to just remind you of all like the fond memories you have growing up either you know during each birthday you had or just in general so yeah. um, I like how they finally turned it around at the end with the whole cupcake segue and finally got to him because if they didn't do that and they just focus on the battle of sexes forget it I would, tra- I would pan or trash this show <laughs> at least this episode <laughs> cool well uh I think my, my number five is uh, interesting because I don't usually mention this show too often uh, when I'm talking about Nickelodeon in general, but I, I've recently been getting more into it thanks to my girlfriend because she and I do like stick nights at home on occasion. Uh, so this show comes up a lot. And I actually decided to pick uh, Keenan and Kel for this. So my number five is the episode Clowning Around from season two, episode two. Um, and it's basically about, uh, this birthday clown that, uh, I think is invited to Kyra's birthday. And I think Keenan, you, you'll have to bear with me cause it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen it. Sure. Um, but I, I think there was two clowns that got mixed up one that like robbed a bank recently and then um, the one that went to Kyra's birthday party and they looked like uncannily similar. So when Keenan and Kel like spotted him at the birthday party, they immediately like pounce on him and attack him and try to take him to jail. And then Kyra's like, ah, stop it. <laughs> You're ruining my party. Uh, had done tons of physical comedy and laugh out loud moments when I watched it. I just wish I remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to all you patrons because... I have so much going on in the background that it's just hard to keep track of all the shows I have to watch in preparation for our episodes. And we're like churning out Patreon episodes and bonus episodes and mini episodes. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chelsea. Well, yeah. For your number five pick.
3: Um, so let's see for number five. I think, um, it was one of the rug episodes. Um, I think it was angelica's birthday uh, really was, i enjoyed watching yeah <laughs> yeah you it, tell
2: us a little bit about it
3: yeah i mean it wasn't my favorite but i literally loved any Rugrats grouch shows growing up it was still a good one it brought back fond memories so, good
2: I, rem- uh, I remember some quotes that stuck out to me because i did recently watch this um and I remember, I, I'm like, oh my goodness, Angelica's dressing up as a baby. I forgot about this oh, episode, yeah. but now that I hear the stupid clown music that Chaz and Howard are dancing to,
3: I know. I was sure watching it now it was so funny. It was. Yeah,
2: I love I love their like act that they try to impress uh, Charlotte with, and they're like doing the whole thing, and they drop pies on each other.
1: And now for our next trick. Oops. Smooth move, <laughs> Flabbo.
3: <laughs> okay, okay, you've got the job. The kids will love this routine. And Yeah, just, I forgot about, about that. I remembered when I saw it, and I was like, I thought it was so funny when I was little, obviously. Like, you think yeah. it's funny in a different way, like, when you're grown up. So. Well,
2: well, when you're a kid, you're that like, hurts. you're just focused on the babies, but when you're watching as an adult, you relate more to the adults. Right, <laughs> yeah, for sure. More.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So
2: remember uh when charlotte said this is an outrage and it like zoomed into yep, epiglottis. that was one of the
3: quotes <laughs> that we said for sure so i remember yeah, that yeah and, we uh... we
2: used to quote nickelodeon shows a lot for those who don't know me and my sister and that was one of them and uh i think also angelica's little bit like acting like a baby like asking yeah, her yeah. dad for milk with the bottle like
3: oh Whoa! i know I was like, <laughs> never She scolded ridiculous. her so bad after that <laughs> yeah I was like, good yeah. you tell her off she was always a brat I mean, I mean, like so why
2: do you like her so much <laughs> <laughs> Growing
3: up and I'm like no I didn't like her I didn't it seems no. like you looked
2: up to her <laughs> uh, no she was crazy
3: I knew she was wrong her. I knew she was wrong she's the villain like
2: yeah obviously yeah she loved true. to hate her it was yeah. a fun episode nonetheless I so, think for an angelica focused one okay. it was very light-hearted and I I did enjoy seeing some uh cameo appearances from previous uh like lesser known Rugrats characters showing up, like I think Belinda from uh, Showdown at Teeter totter Gulch was there, uh, Dean from Angelica and Love was there, Jacques also from Angelica and Love was there, uh, a couple others too that are from the earlier seasons. So it's it's like a nice amalgamation of like Rugrats universe esque uh, citizens that are babies, of course, um, just all showing up at once it's it's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of fun and not a lot of like mean spiritedness that we're kind of used to from angelica
3: yeah no that's why it was my my fifth favorite because i mean i love rugrats but it was very angelica focused and i was just like ew so <laughs> she's just like not <laughs> whatever don't, she's a brat to
2: that to our uh like friend I of the pod rj so, he nothing, looks up to her changed. he
3: worships her <laughs> Well, I definitely don't. That's why she's my top five. So there's way better progress <laughs> episodes. Where she's not the,
2: Fair enough. I'm glad you finally feel, feeling it all. <laughs> I'm glad you finally uh, set the story straight here because I always thought you looked up to her. Well, yeah, <laughs>
3: of course. I got to set the story straight.
2: Yeah. So you're more of a Lil fan, huh?
3: Accurate. But yes. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think like team Chucky, he's the oldest because he has teeth and like so much hair, like in glasses. He looks very distinguished. <laughs> but yeah, I did not like Angelica.
2: Fair
1: enough. Cool, Alex. What is your number four? My number four is Clarissa explains it all, hmm. and it's kind of the same area that uh, Hey Dude was, where the birthday kind of took the backseat to the main episode, but it was Marshall's midlife crisis. Hmm. Uh, the I'm as a kid, I just thought it was cool to watch kids be kids. As an adult, uh, and especially as a dad, I really connect with shows where the parents are very much a part of their kids' lives and they're not complete deep bags. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really love Clarissa Explains It All for a number of reasons, but a big one is the parents uh, because Mm -hmm. Janet and Marshall are killer parents. Uh, They're a bit off the wall and out there with their extremes and their interests but that makes sense because you have clarissa who's also very extreme in her in her interests in ferguson but this particular episode marshall is going to be having his birthday soon Mm -hmm. and he is realizing that he's reaching an age where he's hitting the midlife crisis and he's just done uh, being an architect, making these really incredible uh, architecture pieces. It, the only thing he's really known for is making bathrooms, and that's not what he wants to do anymore. He's always wanted to do other things and, and make other incredible buildings, uh, not just bathrooms. And he, he decides to... he's He's done. He quits. And not only has he quit, but he has decided the entire family is going to move. Wow. Mango <laughs> Island, where their main source of food is mangoes. Mangoes. <laughs> and <laughs> uh yum.
3: love mangoes.
1: Me too. And the rest of the family is not really into it, but they're trying to be supportive of Marshall. Uh, but he's all about this adventure. Now they gotta sell the house. And they find a buyer, and the buyers are talking about the house and going through clarice's room, and oh, yes, yeah, this drab pink we must paint it uh mocha oh, and um, then <laughs> they were got talking about some other the things their old homes and clarissa was uh oh no no they they had made mention of their old homes but they were looking for something a little more unique uh, if only they could find someone who would design it and that's when clarissa had the brilliant idea of oh well my dad's an architect uh, he could probably why don't you go show them your designs and of course, Marshall was uh, no, no, no. But they were very insistent. Oh, you have designs here? Oh, we, we, we'd love to see them. And mm-hmm. then they are very inspired to have Marshall make have them design their home, which is what he's been wanting to do. And of course, that changes his mind back to no. Well, we'll we'll stay. That, that'd be kind of stupid for us to go to Mango mm-hmm. Island. <laughs> but he goes full extremes. He goes into this really. A dramatic poet stance where he's dressed all in black sitting at the table reading very depressing poetry mm-hmm. or, or making something up and then someone says oh have you been reading that really dreadful poet again only when my spirits need lifting
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: it, it was fun it was a fun episode and it's it's not one that sticks out very well like uh marshall dressed in those parachute pants doing mc hammer right (laughs) but i still really like that especially like the episodes that follow the parents uh again now being an adult and uh, (laughs) uh, while the birthday isn't the main thing that is what sparks the uh, midlife crisis so that (laughs) is my number four pick
2: that's a great pick um i was not expecting that uh, even though I was kind of looking for a Clarissa birthday themed episode initially when I made this list. Um, what what season is that? And also what season and episode are the Hey Doom games, uh, That was reference?
1: season four. Okay. And I believe that's episode nine. <clears throat> Let me double check that real quick okay. just to make sure. That,
2: that's why I haven't seen it. Cause I've only seen the first two seasons of Clarissa in entirety. Um but it sounds like a really fun episode like i i really like episodes where they focus on the parents once in a while because you get <laughs> to see more of their personality outside of their mom and dad roles and uh sounds like a lot of fun
1: uh that is season three episode nine
2: okay well cool we'll uh we'll have to check that one out then um where was
1: i going with this mm-hmm. yeah number Funky four right that was number four parents. what's that you like the episodes that follow the parents was what yes i like the
2: episodes that follow the parents to give them more development so we can see like what the influence was on their um their wacky their special brand of wackiness based on their background like finding out marshall is a hippie is pretty fun because they definitely interweave that into certain episodes and then you know clarissa's mom working at the children's museum and also being like a health nut with some unusual recipes that's also fun so um yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check mm-hmm. out that Marshall's uh, Midlife Crisis one. Sounds fun. Yeah, right.
3: and, that was right. the what fourth one, right?
1: Yeah, that was four.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. And what was
1: the Hey Dude one? Uh, Battle Hi. of the Sexes, that was season one. Battle of the Sexes. That was episode two.
2: Okay. Wow, right, right out right of the gate. Um, and then Angelica's birthday was season three, I believe. I don't know the number.
3: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you.
2: but Season three, episode 13. Oh.
3: Perfect.
2: B. Alex Sorry is you. our uh, go-to uh, yeah. <laughs> professional Google searcher for the
3: podcast. Oh, perfect. Yeah, the <laughs> <One's in handy. laughs> Angelica one seemed later than the, the Tommy's birthday one. So I could tell oh, the yeah, difference in seasons. <laughs> Speaking of Tommy's birthday. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my number four, <laughs>
2: which is uh, season one, oh, episode perfect. one. Yeah, it starts off the the series, and it's a full length episode. And it's not often you get a full length Rugrats episode.
0: Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Tommy. Tommy!
3: You're a whole year old today,
2: and boy, we got some great presents for you. <laughs> Oh, at least he's my
0: present,
3: DeeDee.
2: And this is probably one of the most iconic Rugrats episodes that I remember from my childhood watching Grow Up because of one th- reason. <laughs> Two words. Dog food. <laughs> I've always wanted to know what it tastes like. And of course, seeing the babies try to get Spike's food made me want to try it. And I think I tried it at least once when we were living at the Durham house. And I remember it tasting like slimy and gamey and meaty. And I never tried it again. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Not to gross you out, but, no. you know, I was a very curious <laughs> I
3: don't remember that. <laughs>
2: well, I do. I remember no. going to no. Haley and Tell Sierra's me about dish. it. I'm not going to go do it. Oh, geez. <laughs>
3: That's funny. That's all right. I remember that. But um,
2: I Tommy's, Tommy's first birthday is a very iconic episode. It's celebrating him being one and also making it known how, how young he is in the series, uh, despite being like the leader baby of the pack. I really like seeing this because it's a portrait of, like, all the, all the characters that we've come to know in the Pickles family coming together. you got Drew and Angelica showing up. You've got Boris and Minka, which I believe are Didi's parents. Um, yes. Which mm-hmm. also, they're hun- I believe they're Hungarian. They look like, like her. Which is also, like, my heritage, too, which is pretty neat. And then uh, Betty and Howard is there. Uh, all four of the other babies feel a little chucky. It's fun. And it's an example of how sometimes you try your hardest to plan a birthday, like as as perfect as possible, kind of like what I did with this episode, trying to plan it as perfect as possible. And sometimes life just wants to, you know, just knock it right off the table and say, hey, you're just going to have to roll with it. And nothing says that better than, like, the puppet show that happens between Stu and uh, Drew. And they're, like, oh my God, that was arguing the part. with the little puppets. And, that like, you see part. the Little Red Riding Hood hit the, hit oh the mother wolf one with the little basket. And I just roll on the floor laughing every time I see that because they have so much character through their own personal oh issues. And meanwhile, you know, Tommy and the baby are just trying to get the dog food best they can that's, like, hanging on top of the ceiling fan. And Chucky maneuvers, like, the the Hoverama UFO type RC controlled uh, uh, device that time he gets for his birthday that why would he even know how to use that? He's one year old. What are you thinking, <laughs> Stu? <laughs> it's just bonkers. It's full of, you know, the chaos of like everything going wrong that we see so often in earlier Rugrats episodes, like incident in Isle seven, for example. Um, and it really hits a, a special nostalgic place for me. I can revisit this any age, and it still feels like I'm watching it for the first time. So for that, I got to put it on my list.
3: Awesome. Chelsea, what is
1: your number four?
3: Um, so that one would be Blue's Birthday.
1: <laughs> so I
3: actually really like the show Blue's Clues growing up. I think it came along like later in the 90s so we it was were, in uh, it 96. was like a little young for us it was a little young for us but i still remember liking it and i appreciate the steve episodes like back then they were so much different so much better like he was yeah, the 90s yeah we, 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 now they have we're, updated we're, seasons
2: we're we're a steve house here we're not uh joe <laughs> or uh asian steve or who else is there there's there's a plethora of other josh characters with- it's
3: josh now because i watched the new episodes yeah
2: gotcha so um
3: leo likes watching it leo loves watching it you know well that's
2: different. good at least yeah, yeah it translates well for young kids and i i remember yeah. i used to watch a lot of episodes with our brother Devin because he was born in 96 so like when you know one of us right. had to babysit him while our parents were working we would bond over blues clues and this is definitely one that uh i remember seeing on tv for the first time then
3: Yeah, this is one that we watched with him when he was little. So it was perfect age for him. We were a little older, but I still liked it. But still like it now watching it with him, like supervising, you know, I definitely Mm -hmm. approve. So most of the (laughs) episodes.
2: Do you have a favorite moment from the episode?
3: Yeah, no, this was cute to watch the uh, Blue's birthday one. Because like I said, it was like the older version. And then um, Steve and I think Salt and Pepper, they made some cupcakes and whatever, they were uh, trying to find missing sprinkles for it. And at the end, um after they went through all the clues and everything it was like a tank and i think rocks and then the last one was a turtle on the shell turtle was so cute and her name was tur her name was a uh, turquoise so yeah it was i like to see that it was cute she got a she got a pet turtle for her birthday
0: present time present time open a present and see what's inside here you go blue
2: Do you know what it is, Blue? It's a special green turtle with a blue dotted shell. Just for you, Blue.
1: Her name is Turquoise. Can you believe it? That's exactly what Blue wanted. Happy birthday, Blue. I love you.
2: Yeah, it's a very wholesome feeling episode, and uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but watch it myself just for the nostalgia and nostalgia thinking back about those memories when we used to watch it when we were super young with yeah no. we
3: I definitely remembered that episode too when we watched it with dev so also fun
2: <laughs> I have a confession to make yeah um that song that Steve and blue used to sing during that episode got stuck in my head the entire day before this episode recorded oh really yeah so it's like oh my gosh, <laughs> 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 oh my gosh.
0: do that good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: wow yeah yeah (laughs) you you memorized that to a t but i know what you're talking about (laughs) that was good
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that was my
3: number four favorite i would say um you know i liked it but obviously that's more in leo's range his age range but you know it's all
2: good nick jr is included on our podcast (laughs) we don't discriminate cool well uh
3: right there you go And then Little Bear, Little Bear, though, I've seen enough of Little Bear. So I was, because I have seen a ton of Little Bear with Leo. He watches that like every day. So that's why Blue's Clues was good to see today.
2: Oh, good. All right. Thank you for sharing uh, Blue's Clues, uh, Blue's Birthday, Chelsea. That was a really great pick. And that hit a soft spot for me too. Uh, Yeah. So Alex, what is your number three?
1: Okay. So this is highly original. Oh, but uh my, my my number three is uh Tommy's first birthday from season one of <laughs> and, and no it's no joke that was my number three pick which is why I didn't say anything whenever you mm-hmm. had finished yours uh, but if, For the same reasons that you had pointed out it it was the show that i saw that got me hooked on rugrats because it's the first show and this was when rugrats well they they just started all the nicktoons and i was really Mm -hmm. excited because nickelodeon's got new cartoons and i want to see what these cartoons are and Mm -hmm. uh watched all three of them and i loved all three of them and i doug didn't hit me the way at least the premiere did like the remaining of the series did And Red and Stimpy, I really liked portions of the humor, and some of it I just didn't get. But but Rugrats, that hit me at the perfect point that I needed it to, especially that first episode. And um, I loved it as a kid. It's iconic, and it's the only time we see, I think it's the only time we see uh, Tommy without his uh iconic blue top in, in and yeah
2: mm-hmm. it was weird he was wearing like a red shirt with yeah. blue suspenders <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. different outfit <laughs> and yeah. i think that was also i mean they didn't have the suspenders but they did have the red shirt for the uh id bumper where he's sitting next mm-hmm. to spike and he's flipping to the tv and the kid that the, the yep. dude's fishing mm-hmm. i think he
2: also uh, wore it in uh realer robots too
1: like it was yeah. kind of here and there in season one but mm-hmm. uh Just to touch on something a little different from what you had pointed out, because I don't want to rehash the same content, but I do want to say that some of my favorite moments going back and watching it as an adult, I really appreciate the fact that when they made this episode, they really had full fleshed out conversations that was taking place in the background. Most shows would just have them start something and then it would trail off till it's completely quiet. They kept a full conversation going that you could follow almost the whole time until they were completely in the kitchen and the door closed but you could still hear a lot of uh, Stu and um, Drew arguing with each other and it, it, the volume dropped but you could still hear much of it and, oh, I, loved I, and I loved the fact that uh, Grandpa had also got a puppet to intervene with the two of them arguing that <laughs> makes me laugh I think it's like
2: a, a little lumberjack or something yeah,
3: that was the best part <laughs> Yeah, Cut yeah. it out! Aren't gonna right ask you. Just, yeah, I know that was and, great.
1: <laughs> and my favorite line, and it wasn't the line; it was the delivery, is how Stu just yells, "Skateboard! Skateboard! Skateboard!
0: That... skateboard! Yeah, <laughs> that was,
1: yeah." That was the, one the nerve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the only reason I did that was because you, you know what you did with my skateboard? Skateboard! Yeah. Skateboard! yeah. yeah. <laughs> I earned it with my paper route. It was still usable. I only bent the handlebars a little, and that was on account of what you did to my skateboard. Skateboard! Skateboard! Okay, let's agree to disagree. Stu, you
2: shouldn't have wrecked Drew's skateboard. Drew, you shouldn't have bent Stu's handlebars. What's the
3: matter with you, Diddy? Let the boys argue. That was his breaking point, for sure. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's funny that actually popped up. Just to have a quick little aside, because uh, there was another episode I don't remember that I revisited called Mama Trauma from uh, season one that he kind of goes more in depth about his childhood trauma. And that also unfolds further in this episode where there's like a black and white flashback and Drew and Stu are babies and they have to reach like a radio from their crib. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, it's, it's the the point I'm trying to make is that I like how Rugrats has layers of complexity with their writing. It's not just exchange of Mm -hmm. dialogues. There's like plot going on, there's side conversations that's interweaving. There's like overarching arcs that kind of find their way through different episodes, even different seasons. Um, so that's, that's what I love about Rugrats. And I think that's why it became such a powerhouse by the late 90s with its multiple movies before Spongebob yeah. showed up was because it knew, it knew how to like approach um, seeing the world through the eyes of a baby, but also involving everyone around them because a baby's world is not in isolation. They're not an island. It takes a village to raise one. And so we have to see all those different aspects of it to make their lives complete.
1: And I think, uh, just because I mentioned it earlier, uh, Doug's writing was great with relatability. Ren and Stimpy's was great just because of how bonkers it was, but going back and watching Rugrats as an adult, I think it has the most solid writing in terms of dialogue and story combined, because they really gave all characters, and there's a lot of characters, great lines and Mm full-fleshed-out characters Uh, even the ones that are just in the sidelines half the time have full fleshed out personalities. And that is a real testament to why this show lasted as long as it did and the powerhouse fan base that it still has today. Right.
2: Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. It's just well-rounded and strong.
0: Yeah,
3: Regrets was definitely one of my favorites just growing up because I know the parents, like even today, what the parents were saying was just really funny today. Like they Or just hilarious jokes that made sense. So, um, yeah, I definitely second that. I ground is strong.
2: Cool. Well, for my number three, um, I know the show hasn't gotten a lot of love on our podcast yet, but we will definitely make up for that in a later season coming up. This is uh, Hey Arnold, and I picked Eugene's birthday from season four, episode three. And the reason why I picked this is because... (laughs) It's not that I was a klutz or that I knew friends who were klutzes. It's just really because I love the dynamic between Arnold and Eugene and how they think each other is essentially a jinx. And it kind of comes to a head here with all the all the shared history they have, starting with like Eugene's bike and his goldfish, and just all leading into the story. And how you know essentially this time around, Arnold tries to throw a birthday party for Eugene, and somehow it just messes up. And I know it's not easy throwing parties, as we mentioned for Rugrats. But um, sometimes one little thing's out of place and it just everything just kind of collapses like a house of cards. Um, case in point, when Arnold gave uh, like his cold cuts to Harvey, the mailman, and they exchanged the invitations. Um, I love that particular moment when he like finds out that he's not eating cold cuts because it's in his sandwich. And he's like, dang, Eugene's having a party. I don't know what to wear. <laughs> it's like classic line. And um, mm-hmm. And then you just kind of cut to see Eugene and Arnold sitting there with, like, the melted cake, the melted candles, the balloons deflating. And it's like, man, if there's been any moments in my life where I didn't feel popular, this definitely illustrates what it's like to feel that way. Um, But I, I definitely appreciate, you know, despite all the challenges that they continue to have as two characters sharing this weird, like, jinx klutz dynamic, that they persevere with not one, not two, but three birthdays. Uh, I believe the second one was held in the aquarium that we saw from the field trip episode. Um, but that didn't quite work out. And then we have a third one that's held in Arnold's backyard and Arnold the, like pulls out all the stops to like make sure everyone's there who needs to be there. You know, he even bubble wraps like everything around the table so that no one will like knock anything over and you know, all the presents are in order and you know, it just so happens that it like rains over Arnold's house, that one little black cloud in the backyard. That's, um, you know, just trying to make their lives miserable, even though they're trying their darnest to make it work. And I just love that classic Eugene. I'm okay. <laughs> kind of instance mm-hmm. where it, he goes through it all anyways. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's why I picked it for our episode thumbnail because of the, the zany, like physical slapstick comedy and just how sometimes even if things don't go as planned, you can still enjoy a birthday.
0: Hmm, nice. Yeah. So we're
3: on uh, for my third uh, pick. It was SpongeBob. This was another one of my favorite shows, um, next to Rugrats. And mm-hmm. for the birthday episodes, um, so it was Pearl's birthday, and in the episode she got a pair of really squeaky boots. Like they look like <laughs> pirate boots, and, thing. and um, I think. Spongebob took them from her, and he was just walking everywhere, squeaking around, and then Mr. Krabs was, like, super upset, because <laughs> all he kept hearing uh, was the squeak noise that Spongebob was making wearing Pearl's birthday gift. He got her. He got her those, though, so I'm like, why are you surprised? Whether it's Pearl or Spongebob in the boots making the noise, I mean, would have annoyed mm-hmm. him. So that was funny. I know how it ended, but it was definitely a memorable part of the episode, for sure.
0: <laughs> hey, Squidward! Do you like my new boots pretty cool huh
2: i mean the the episode is called squeaky boots so it's hard for me to uh Ill, you know imagine anything else other than finding different ways to be squeaky and annoying
3: <laughs> yeah i know it was still really good though i mean the birthday part was in the beginning of the episode
2: yeah sure like, I, I remember that was fine. it was
3: fine mm-hmm. it was funny you know because it's older spongebob so all of right those yeah we're good i feel like i don't watch the stuff today
2: but (laughs) yeah disclaimer alex me my sister and my brother all bonded over spongebob but it's one seasons one to three only season four forget that onward forget
1: that (laughs) i know
2: (laughs) i know it triggers you i'm just putting a disclaimer out there you're fine you're
1: fine i'm not i'm not triggered at all Uh, yeah no no triggers here
3: it was just it was just funny because like they get more I don't know, just like different, like they had really like cute original jokes. Like, I don't know, like I'd let younger watch those, the the right. later ones for, you know, later Too ages. Bizarre. So kind of matches up.
2: Yeah, the um, earlier ones definitely had a wholesome quality to it. It was kind of like a mix between Hey Arnold and Rocco's in Life, if you can imagine that, where it's just like a kid trying to be a fry cook or, you know, someone in his 20s trying to be a fry cook and just dealing with little <laughs> hijinks here and there in their underwater world.
3: Yeah, um, it was funny because they were like... It was just all about the work today and getting to work and getting because he had to get away from the squeaky boots now.
2: Yeah, it, it like or bothered something. him like.
3: Uh... It was just funny how they have their little yeah, <laughs> little yeah. adult-like sea life. You know, it was funny to watch.
2: But, yep. Um... If there's one awesome. quote I remember from that episode, it's uh, Pearl saying, oh, dad, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, As she's opening the present, and then she says, oh, uh, really, dad, you really shouldn't yeah. have, and she holds up the boots, and she's like, oh, yeah, they're on sale. She <laughs> didn't did like them. Yeah, he liked them because yeah.
3: they were cheap, so that was funny. Yeah. He was always very <laughs> budget-friendly, and um, yeah. I, Pearl's I'm sure personality all... is cute. I like the... Yeah. Oh so growing up, she's
2: funny. Definitely. I'm sure I'm sure we all had like one person at our birthday party who's like, I like you, but I don't like you that much. So here's something <laughs> that I kind of put together last minute. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh you man.
3: Know, here's a card <laughs> with a
2: happy face on it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, it's a, that's a good pick.
3: Mm.
2: All right, yeah. Alex. We're we're getting close to the bottom of our list now. What is your number Yay! two
1: pick for Yay! top birthday episodes? So my top two uh, are going to get a little personal Uh, and I don't get overly personal except for, you know, that Doug episode, but uh, these last two really, really hit something. I feel very deeply about. So it's not just the episodes themselves, but the messages that they give. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it's also not often that I get to talk about something not nineties, but uh, my son, Sam, well, both my boys are named after the show supernatural Mm -hmm. And uh, Supernatural, one of my favorite things about it, and one of the things they say is uh, the whole show is about family. And there's one quote that I really, really love that says, family don't end with blood. And that hit me a lot because growing up, uh, especially whenever I hit college and then to adulthood or through adulthood, didn't really bond that much with my family. And I ended up getting a surrogate family with my friends and my theater friends and uh, my church friends. And I developed, I I made my own family. And that quote always stuck with me, but that was Supernatural as a whole uh, because they had so few family. And I did not know that there was a Nickelodeon show that also touched on this very same subject until we started doing splat attack and i got to sit mm-hmm. down and watch all these episodes i think and, i know what it is but and that episode is from space cases mm-hmm. season one episode eight it's my birthday too yeah <laughs> uh what a weird I, title <laughs> yeah but uh i i had been wanting to check the show out much like Keenan and Kel and uh, and some of the later shows. And I finally got around to sitting down watching these shows, especially whenever I was moving, which was right at the beginning of Splat Attack. And I really loved this episode. Um, As a whole, the episode was, it was fine. Uh, Bova had just had a birthday and nobody really said anything. And they, the crew is tasked with having to Make a family tree. Uh, go through your ancestry. Make a family tree. And Radu doesn't really have a family tree, and he doesn't really have a birthday. Uh, he doesn't have any of these things. So he's very much trying to relate to everybody else. Uh, mm. uh, Harlan starts talking about his history. And oh yes, uh, did you know that my ancestors they they were slaves? Uh, and uh, Radu is oh yeah, well, so are mine and uh then somebody else was saying uh something about their history and he's oh yeah me too or no bova came over hey uh did you guys know that like two or three days ago was bova's birthday oh it's my birthday too and i mean he's he's wanting desperately to be relatable to everybody else because he's so separate from everyone else and he doesn't right. want that anymore he he wants to connect he wants to have a family but they don't really say that until later in the episode and then he's caught in the lie and um, of course Harlan Band being who he is and how abrasive he is, whether he means to or not, confronted uh, Radu about the argument or the the lying and he felt bad and goes into a conversation with uh, Thelma. Was that right? Mm -hmm. Was Thelma right? And it goes into a conversation with her uh, or with It and uh, Then he was trying to, I just wanted to have a family. Even if it was a fake one, I wanted to have a family. And while the supernatural quote, family don't end in blood, sticks with me a little more because it flows a lot easier. But I do really love the way Nickelodeon phrased it with, from my understanding, family is not just from who you are born, but also whom you belong. whom Whom you belong.
2: Uh, thanks.
1: Why were you upset at your party?
0: Because I lied and they all knew I lied. That's why. I guess wanting to have a family, even a ten one one was too much to ask for.
2: You couldn't understand
0: i couldn't my understanding has always been that a family is not only those from whom you were born but those to whom you belong did
1: i screw up to no not at all and i really really like that quote and yeah. that's when the show went from oh this is a good show to you hit me right where i live And Mm -hmm. this will always be one of my favorite episodes, not just of uh, space cases, but of Nickelodeon history.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I watched this episode yesterday and it made me cry because I've had such a hard time like Mm -hmm. finding just my kin or like a family to Mm -hmm. belong to. Not, not biologically. I get along with my family fine, but like growing up at school, especially just not being able to, fit in and find people to relate to. And I felt, I felt a lot of what Raidu felt with his mm-hmm. personal struggles. Um, so seeing, seeing him go through that too was kind of cathartic to think about those memories again and also realize that, hey, you know maybe, maybe these people, there, there are people out there that you can relate to that you may not see right in front of you, but they're definitely there and they connect with you and they care about you for you and not what you're trying to do for them. And that really, that really speaks to both of us, I think, um, with the messages it portrays. Plus, plus seeing Radu like revive that that dragon inside of the weird meatball like asteroid at the end <laughs> to like send him home. Oh my gosh, that was so touching. Like I felt for for like a, a baby dying, and you want to resuscitate it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just make it live and it makes me think about my own desires to be a dad because I felt him like being a father to that dragon in that it very moment felt, it
1: felt, it was it really reminded me of 101 Dalmatians the animated movie yeah. where Roger was trying to revive that one that one puppy oh, that didn't yeah. quite make it but <sighs> so sad. It, but he, he he made it, took yeah. some effort but he made it, but uh, that, that scene was exactly what I thought mm-hmm. of yeah. Aww. Uh,
2: I was gonna make this my number one, but I didn't want to cheat and have two number ones, so I just put it in my honorable mention section. But it's an honorable number one, so mm. we'll leave it at that. <laughs> mm.
0: uh, uh,
2: but before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, I'm gonna tell you my number two pick. <laughs> which is from one of my favorite Nicktoons uh, and had a big influence on my life growing up, especially my art style. And that is Rocco's Bard in Life, Born to Spawn from season two, episode nine. Um, a lot of this feels like Tommy's first birthday to me, like similar anxieties and just kind of processing what it's like to get older and celebrate and you're not really sure how you feel about it relative to like your friends feeling about it and like trying to be there for you um but this is like this is similar to tommy's first birthday but just moving it forward like 20 years because all, all the cast of rocko's modern life is like in their 20s and um it's like filbert's rite of passage he there's you know the plants are lining he's reached a certain age where he has to go to kerplaca kerplopagos islands <laughs> i think it is <laughs> you know it's a play on galapagos yeah. and um You know, his friends are like trying to be happy for him, but they don't understand that he has this like primal urge to rejoin his his fellow turtles at this island where they all originated from and somehow go through some ritual that allows them to pass in the manhood gracefully and you know maybe maybe it's not the most poignant pick on my list but i love it for like the little moments of of comedy and relatability of having like awkwardness trying to transition into adult and just trying to own your own cool even if it is just like having a disco party with fellow turtles for like one day should
0: we go in but well, he's got to be in here somewhere
2: I really, I really love the, the, the just silly visual gag of having this giant cake and then Hefford just dumping literally like oil barrels worth of teriyaki sauce <laughs> on it, and and Spunky like eating it with his head stuck into it on the side. He's, oh, it's, it's a cute moment, and and then of course you have that. Um, that, that stupid, like, butt master guy who's, like, lifting weights with his butt cheeks and Rocco, like, turns oh, his yeah. upside down when Filbert's <laughs> in a straight jacket oh tied in the iron bars. And it's, I, I don't know what I, I could really say about this other than I love the comedic gags. I love the, like, birthday theming going on here that's blended with Rocco's trademark uh, zaniness. And uh, I think it might even be one of my top ten all-time Faye Rocco episodes so uh yeah
3: <laughs> yeah i remember rocco going up it was it was fun i know that you really loved that show and yeah. i liked it you know it definitely didn't make my top five but i mean i liked it so <laughs> but i remember yeah. you loved it so um, yeah it's kind of like top two for, yeah.
2: for just before we get to your number two Chelsea, i think uh rocco's modern life kind of has uh, a ren and stimpy mixed with doug vibe to it like there's there's still a few heartfelt yeah, moments that's but there's assessment. also like gross out zaniness that. Yeah,
3: I never like the gross stuff, but I do like the funny. That's still funny. <laughs> like, um, yeah,
2: remember. I never realized how that much in sure. my life, how many like background fart noises happened <laughs> during Rocko <laughs> until like yeah. we watched episodes as an adult.
0: How's your dinner, Grandpa? It <clears throat> uh, tastes like wolf
3: spit.
2: I don't know why they're there, but I don't know. Right, I guess I mean, that's
3: <laughs> like. Well, it's like normal when you're a kid, so it's funny then they put it Yeah, there. farts are <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we but
2: anyways, know. To, to your number two, Chelsea.
3: Um. Yeah, so my number two was Rugrats again, so Tommy's birthday. Hey, we it's on all of our lists. <laughs> <times. I'm> just, <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. We've mentioned a few times, so like I said, Rugrats was one of my favorite shows. And...
2: There we go. I thought I was going to make a noise, but it didn't.
3: Yeah. yeah yeah and the first episode was distinct with like the animation and just like we said there was the first one they were just starting out like their pilot so that kind of set the tone for the show like it was good but i definitely liked as the um season progressed most of the seasons of that as a whole but yeah so this one we already mentioned a lot about it the puppet show was obviously the most hilarious part and the parents bickering like they were saying like really funny stuff and grandpa he was hilarious how he says it took him 15 miles to walk anywhere they had to walk 15 miles in his day and
2: uphill (laughs) both ways in the snow
3: you know I thought it was funny then yeah yeah I thought it was funny then and I still think it's funny now so I definitely gravitated towards. you know my whole list has a theme but um so yeah it was was good again
2: (laughs) classic episode and I'm glad you got to watch it because I think for all of us it really just hits a special spot of nostalgia
3: yeah, no, I had a lot of Rugrat video games, I remember. Like, I was, I was pretty obsessed with it. Nickelodeon, like, that was it.
2: Probably. Yeah, we covered uh, Rugrat Search for Reptar in episode 21, playing through 90s Nick video games, and I remember that's one you and I used to play a lot, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. A lot of other good uh, Especially the mini memories. golf
2: games. <laughs>
3: yeah, for yep. sure.
2: Cool. Well, Alex, take us home. What's your
1: number one? So, number one is, again, very personal and being a dad it's really frustrating especially where considering that i teach kids and i see very very much a fatherless generation and Mm. uh, actually tonight a lot of my kids were just complaining about why their dads have got to be gone or deadbeats or jerks Mm -hmm. and it it, yeah it it hurts and uh which is why i'm very much about trying to be there for my kids as much as I can and as well as my other uh, even though they're not my kids they're my kids and I want to see good father figures in media and in mm-hmm. today's culture even in the 90s there really wasn't that many good dads uh, a lot of the times they're buffoons uh, as much as I love home improvement Tim is a buffoon Uh, (laughs) full house you've got three awesome dads but Mm, uh, (laughs) boy boy meets world you've got an awesome dad Mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of the times especially when the 90s started phasing out and going into hell now (laughs) dads are kind of absent or idiots there's not very many good dads on television and movies anymore and it really bums me out which is why whenever I do see a dad who's really doing what he can to be there for their kids it it really hits me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, it's not a note that yeah, that hit me when I was a kid because I had an awesome dad and mm-hmm. and that was my lifestyle I I didn't grow up in a generation that was fatherless and uh, then whenever I started to get out of the nest and started to take care of other kids and started to realize how important it is to have a dad uh I started to realize just how much more that it resonated with me when you do have good dads on the television and that's why that is the reason why this birthday episode hits me so much and is much like Space Cases, is one of my favorite episodes of not just this particular series but Of Nickelodeon history and animated history for that reason too but Mm -hmm. it is Doug's birthday present on season four episode six uh, which uh, is Doug's birthday is coming up and his dad is wanting to do something special for him and of course he sees BB uh, getting everything she wants from her very rich family Mm -hmm. and he decides to quit his job as a photographer uh, taking baby pictures and start his own photo studio and doesn't realize just how much work that's going to be and has pulled a lot of nights and put in a lot of overtime uh, just to do something for his family. And uh, as cheesy as the ending can be, because, I mean, let's face it, it's a cartoon and it's kids, but at the end of the episode, doug realizes just he doesn't want big presents he doesn't want to be rich for his birthday he just wanted his dad around and mm-hmm. that really hits that really really hits and uh even though it's a, a a cheesy thing it's not a it's not a even though it was cheesy in execution yeah. the message is still very very profound and uh, that reason is why it is my number one pick
0: That Mm, means a lot.
1: Yeah,
2: that is an excellent pick for that reason. And
3: Mm, definitely, I
2: I I get it being a
3: parent. Like, I totally understand, and how you know, there's it's important to have a good message, and you know, kids' shows and they need to have good role models. And to have examples of that in a cartoon is really great for sure.
2: Yeah, we definitely need more of that these days. I feel like there's so much push. I'm I'm trying not to get political here, but I'm just going to gloss over it. There's so much push for like every minority under the sun or like every Mm -hmm. group, especially with like feminism. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just feel like, you know. Not that they're not important because they are. No, they, they are definitely important. I'm just trying to get at that. Like I feel like single male adults or even dads, husbands, anything like that is kind of left in the dust because they're ordinary or like they're from the previous generation. So somehow they're the enemy because they're not progressive. And people who are listening to this are welcome to disagree with us. I'm just sharing my viewpoint that it doesn't feel good to be part of a group that is ignored. And I'm sure many, many, many groups out there who are fighting for their own personal justice beliefs resonate with that too. Yes. Um, But the reason why I, mention that is because it's very important to take into account that time is one of the very few resources we have in life that we don't get back. You can always make more money, you can always buy more stuff, you can always go places if you need to, but the 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 time, the clock is always ticking, the sands are always falling, and you can't put it back up. Once it's done, it's done. And for my number one pick, it really made me realize the true importance of time despite the fact that my dad would constantly say time is money, which I would get upset at him for because he doesn't realize how important time is in that equation. Like Mm -hmm. time should be more important than money, not equal to it. And I Mm -hmm. think that's just a a kind of a worn out adage. That's been thrown around in the, in the like self-help community, whatever. But, um, believe it or not, Alex, you and I share the same number one. <laughs> I, I don't
1: doubt that at all.
2: Aww. Yeah, we, we are both very big Doug fans. It's known on this podcast. And Doug also resonates with us very much. So my number one is Doug's birthday present from season four, episode six. And the reason why this touches me personally is because of our dad, Rory Wilson, me and Chelsea. Um, he used to work a lot as his own like business Entrepreneur, I guess you can call him as a builder slash architect. Uh, throughout the '90s, our our family would have like our family business in the basement in their <laughs> home office and there's a lot of times where we just wouldn't see him during the day or like he was gone on weekends because he had to go out and finish the project or make sure that his subcontractors were doing their job and not making him look bad and there's a lot of times where he would come home really stressed out or angry and we didn't really understand why at the time because we just wanted to see our dad but the it, it's very important to take into account like the yeah, sacrifice dad
3: was pretty uh, precious <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we really tried to make it count. And I think he's definitely realized it since, um, since his keeping up with the Joneses days that there's more important things than trying to get to the top or show off through reputation or big houses or shiny cars or what have you. And that time is very important. So we, we make it a point in our family to spend time with each other, even if we don't get together often. And, you know, just seeing him constantly burnt out through so much hard work and like, Going with our mother to like see his projects in development and like making lunch for him and giving him like giant thermoses full of lemonade that I made myself. It just made me realize, you know, one day when I have children, you know, it might end up being the same way where I'm going to have to work a lot to provide for my family. And I just need to make those few moments that we have together where we get to like relax and have fun really count because those memories are priceless. Just like spending your time with your dad, your mom anyone really in your family because we're not here forever
3: yeah that episode the part that part of the episode is relatable because I think you remember in your childhood that the most um time well spent or what you really loved was just quality time with your parents so I mean that's that's what I always wanted and the fact that this episode like highlights that uh, on that emotional side is is really great so
2: yeah that the particular moment that hit home with me is like when doug's having that fantasy sequence where he's like on his lounging chair with his sunglasses and his fancy white suit and he's like yeah the boat yeah bring in the next gift oh i bet it's another yacht again and then as soon as the box opens balloons fly out and it's like a cardboard cutout of his dad and when he tries to hug him my heart just broke i'm like oh my goodness i should probably call my dad after this (laughs) yeah you want the real
3: thing the real dad yeah (laughs) ah yes Another speedboat. Open it.
0: Dad. All right. Oh,
1: Dad, I. Huh? Happy birthday from all of us at Phil's family photo.
2: Yeah. So that's why it's my number one. It's personal and just makes you realize good
3: memories. Yeah. The
2: best things in life are free, but also that doesn't make them any less valuable just because you can't buy it.
3: Yeah exactly well I guess uh ready for my number one then right
2: (laughs) yeah bring us home
3: (laughs) oh perfect well I'm gonna end things on a lighter note I think probably (laughs) just my whole favorite my favorite thing out of all these episodes and just Nickelodeon in general so I did love Spongebob and it is one of those episodes and it was just beginning seasons were really great and the only thing better to me than Spongebob was having a spongebob episode that's very patrick heavy because like he was just my favorite yeah he was very cute (laughs) um opposite day the spongebob one
2: so could you describe that to us what you saw um,
3: oh yeah no so it started out like squidward's birthday so it was brief in that theme but um it was just funny they uh patrick and spongebob woke up with squidward like that day and just kind of popped out of his bed with him and started it was just really funny how they were pretending it was his birthday i don't think it really was but anyways that's how it spiraled into opposite day and i guess the realtor was going to come over and quote about a price and then he just figured out an idea to make everything opposite so patrick wouldn't be annoying like they normally are but it definitely backfired so that was the whole
2: yeah <laughs> That's a great pick, Chels. Do you want to yeah. do the the whole quote with me? Uh, Alex, plug your ears no, if you need to. You're good. <laughs> okay, no, ready, yeah. Chels? Happy, happy birthday, happy, happy, happy birthday cake. Happy, happy birthday, <laughs> pin of the tail of the seahorse. There happy, goes. happy birthday, we happy birthday, script right Woo! woo oh, yeah! Tomorrow. All right. <laughs> oh, you're older. It's not oh. my birthday. Yeah,
3: you sound exactly like him
2: sorry yeah that gets me every time every opportunity <laughs> uh-huh. i like send people birthday gifts i send them something related to the opposite day because i love it so yeah. much
3: like, i didn't know that was the episode that they did that in but yeah just, i just didn't remember but um that was, that was
2: that yeah was, that we're, was, we're, we're definitely going to show a again. clip here like so like
3: just as i did back then so yeah, we need some clips. Lots of clips.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, point, we'll we'll we put one right here. One. That.
0: <laughs> Surprise! Happy birthday, Squidward! Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday cake! Happy, happy birthday! Happy tail the sea horse! Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday!
1: It's not my birthday!
2: Cool. Well, um, that's been a blast. Like... I'm so happy that we got to share some presents with each other and relive some memories with us. But uh, before we wind down this episode, does anyone have any honorable or dishonorable mentions that they want to share? Maybe a gift that they got that they uh, were a little bit disappointed in, or maybe a gift that they thought was pretty cool, but they would just re-gift it to another friend for their birthday. What do you got, guys?
1: <laughs> but one of, I have one honorable mention or one dishonorable mention. Uh, My honorable mention is Are You Afraid of the Dark, Season 3, Episode 12, The Tale of the Crimson Clown. Yep. Uh, The only reason that I I would even, the only reason it's an honorable mention is because it's only mentioned that there is a birthday. And it's their Mm -hmm. mom's birthday. And they were going to look for a birthday present. And then, Done birthday is over with now we get the crimson clown and uh, it's terrorizing the little ass yeah. tart
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it just goes scary on from birthday. there but <laughs> yeah uh, but that's 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 it just it was it's a good episode but a little mention of a birthday
2: mm-hmm. can't have a birthday yeah. about clowns <laughs> no, yeah.
3: there's the theme right there scary clown yeah <laughs> um
2: i have a couple because i tend to go overboard in this category so bear with me Uh, So I have uh, another one from Are You Afraid of the Dark, believe it or not. This, Even though it's from Season 7, I'm still counting it because it's part of the Are You Afraid of the Dark umbrella, even though it came out in the year 2000. But this is uh, The Tale of the Night Nurse, and is actually the last episode of that original series revival run, Season 7, Episode 13. And the reason why I like this one is because, um, you know, when I used to watch these shows with my sister and my brother growing up, especially, you know, reruns, um, a lot of them felt kind of same to me. They didn't really stick out too much, especially if we got used to them like Frozen or Lonely Ghost. But when I saw this one, it really struck me as a cut above the rest in terms of like the revival season episodes. Not not just because like, it has a birthday theme tie-in, but because they have a very unnerving way that they present the villain that actually turns out to be a misunderstanding. I'm not going to go too... In- much into detail there you should just watch the episode for yourself but i definitely like the approach that they took with like the home setting and kind of seeing a birthday from the past that um one of the main characters in the present is reliving to kind of solve this mystery that's tied to the ghost of this villain that's haunting them in the attic um so that's that's why I recommend it, and I think it still holds up with rewatches too, even if a lot of people choose to poo-poo the revival seasons without even seeing a single episode.
0: Poo-poo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
2: And um, my, my second honorable mention, I mentioned it before. Uh, it's technically my second number one, but I didn't want to cheat. So it's, uh, it's my birthday due, yeah, from season one, episode eight of Space Cases. Uh, Reasons I've mentioned before that I piggyback with Alex's explanation. I really love the sentimentality of it and trying to find like your sense of belonging with the other cadets on the Krista. So it's also worth checking out um, and really makes you think twice about what's important in life and also family. And then my third honorable mention, just to be really quick with this, that I just thought of is the laughing from uh, Dexter's Lab from season two forgot the episode number there's like 60 episodes in season 2 so I'm not going to look it up but um Alex can do that essentially what happens is uh Dee, Dee uh Dexter's sister has a birthday oh season season, season 2 season episode two? 3 oh I didn't realize it was that I thought it was later in the season cuz I used to record those like nonstop but anyways mm-hmm. um Dee, Dee has a birthday it's Dexter's sister she's really surprised she's like super ecstatic and there's a clown there i get you know of course and the there there are many things that stand out to me about this uh not only being animation because it's from dexter's lab because i love dexter's lab but also the joke why is six afraid of seven because seven eight nine (laughs) and they just repeat that ad nauseum through the episode and somehow dexter's interaction with the clown i think he got bit by him because he's wearing dangerous for whatever reason he doesn't even seem that old the clown. Um, but he like got cursed by the clown and he ended up turning into a clown at night, um, just kind of terrorizing the town with a bunch of pranks and jokes. And it's up to Didi to stop him um, by turning into a mime. So it's like a clown mime face off, which I found interesting. Uh, but anyways, I just want to mention that one because I really enjoyed the birthday party segment from it.
3: Yeah. Good. I like those honorable mentions.
2: Yeah. yeah. Chelsea, do you have an honorable mention?
3: Um, Uh-oh. no, I just kind of made the, the top five with my favorite rankings, but, um, yeah. What what about that My Brother and
2: Me one you were telling me about a few hours earlier? The dance I think one. it
3: was that one. I just, you know, didn't really watch much of the ones I knew I wouldn't like, so.
2: So, so My Brother and Me your dishonorable mention dance because you don't like uh, the dancing. <laughs>
3: they're just more... Yeah, I know. I got, you know, Fresh Prince vibes. I've seen that. I like it, but I'd much rather watch the other yeah, ones. Yeah, they were more enjoyable for me growing up. I just gravitated more towards certain ones that I could yeah. like, relate more to. I like what I can relate
1: to. Alex, do you have a dishonorable mm-hmm. mention? I do have a dishonorable mention.
3: Let's
1: and here. it is Secret World of Alex Mack Season 4, Episode 18 24 Hours. So the reason it's a dishonorable discharge or dishonorable Discharge? Yeah, because I'm kicking it out that, of the service. The, the, <laughs> the reason it's a dishonorable uh, mention is because of the very tail end of the episode. But I remember watching the whole th- the series and loving the whole series. I remember watching it as a kid and enjoying it, watching it as an adult and enjoying it. But I completely missed this episode. And it's right before mm-hmm. the series finale. Because um, the series finale was a two-parter. So this was the episode right before that. And um, the whole episode... It plays out like the, the trope that Hey Dude was doing where oh, it's her birthday and everyone knows it but everyone's keeping it a secret and acting like oh well, I don't know but yeah. they never said that uh, it, it was coming from her perspective of just everything going wrong and it's everyone it's not just a hey it's my birthday and nobody's saying anything but it's a let's make your life a living hell for 24 hours and then the big reveal and it starts off with just her getting detention well mom and dad having a weird conversation and then they leave and she's like, what was that all about and then she gets detention and for no reason i mean it was just a the the principal was talking and said oh, hey you need to go to detention what for for loitering after the bell the bell hasn't run yet detention and mm-hmm. uh and just uh, it it escalates to the point where the end of the episode she is being escorted blindfolded oh, handcuffed from the police and it she has no idea what's going on and they've she's going down the hallway of a school but they don't she doesn't know that's what that is now because they've done Blocked out all the, I mean it's like black trash bags all the way down the hallway. She has no idea where she's at. And she's reached a fever pitch of just frustration. Mm. And then she steps outside, she screams, I want to talk to my parents now. Screams, they open the door, and like the whole town is out there, balloons and parties, and everyone's cheering and yells, surprise! And I'm like, ah, okay, that's cool. And I I remember enjoying the episode. And then I watched it again uh, for this episode because I was like, I really liked this episode. I want to mm-hmm. I wanna get this in my top five. And then I get to this part and then no one ever said happy birthday. Everyone just said surprise. <laughs> for what reason? It's not mm-hmm. even her, the, there's no mention of a birthday. I know. She wins, she, and then the dad uh, comes over, uh, George, and Comes over and says, Hey, there's a big uh drawing that the town has every year, and I drew, I put everybody's name in the drawing, and you won. What I win a car. What is it in a birthday episode? <laughs> Damn it, dishonorable.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing we're not reviewing
2: that because I give it a splat catastrophe on that premise alone. Like mandatory detention for being set up to get detention. What the uh, hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, principal of Paradise Valley High. At least yeah. Mr. Littman from Welcome Freshman's a better principal. <laughs> like
1: the whole town was in on it. It's like, man, how you guys are douche
3: holes.
2: Yeah, Alex Mack is very hit and miss for me due to the writing largely, but uh that's an interesting pick, Alex. I didn't even think to look there.
1: <laughs> and and uh, that, that was his pure memory. I was like, oh, I remember this. I'm gonna put this in my it's not a birthday crap. Yeah. How dare well, you trick me? <laughs> I felt like Alex Mack. Right. Being led along with a nasty surprise at the end.
2: well, I hate to break this to you, Chelsea, but my dishonorable right. mention is actually Squeaky Boots by SpongeBob, season one, oh. episode eight. And the only reason why is because there's too much yeah. squeaky going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <don't> it. <laughs>
3: Definitely an annoying episode. It'll get to me for sure, but you think it's funny when you're little. You like repetitive things.
2: So. Yeah, I mean, I like the part where he's like going up and down uh, with the squeaky boots, like, and then Sliver's like going up and down and his nose is flapping, but that's about <laughs> it. Once we get to Mr. Krabs, like, shutting oh his squeaky porthole door and the squeaky yeah. boots showing up. I'm like, okay, get me out of here. Let's go to the next SpongeBob. But it case. was
3: so funny at the end because then like Mr. Krabs goes in Krusty Krab and boils. And shrinks them, he yeah. eats them, <laughs> Like big, tiny. And then he eats them. <laughs> and then we're like, what? Why would you just eat the leather boots and then he's hiccuping squeaks later when he's driving? So yeah. uh, <laughs> there's too the much squeaking, man.
2: I mean, it's it just like funny. when SpongeBob's rubbing the pickles together in the pickles episode or... There's, there's like some episode where someone's trapped and he's um. just listening to pickles rubbing and it's like the bad kind of annoying for me. There's good right. annoying and then there's bad yeah. annoying on that show. And it kind of right. sinks down to that. But where I you do you turn like it Pearl.
3: Off after that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. But I do like Pearl's yeah. birthday party, so it's not total loss, just a little too much squeakiness.
3: It was cute in the beginning and then the episode kind of shifted gears. So it went yeah. more in that direction than birthday where it started, but yeah, it was yeah. all good. It was funny. So
2: <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, awesome. that'll do it for our top five birthday episodes on Splat Attack. Pretty interesting to see how this uh, top five list yeah. unraveled. Not unraveled. It's pretty interesting to see how this top five list uh, unrolled. Unwrapped. You know, unwrapped. Yeah, there we go. All We're talking them. about presents.
3: Unwrapped. There we go, yeah. Hosted by Mark Summers. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining us today. It was Yay. a true blast yeah. to just get with a family member have alex here talk about some fun birthday memories and uh hopefully
3: yeah. hopefully thank i'll get you guys something for having me
0: thank you yeah for being thank here. you guys
3: for having me it was really great and definitely brought up some fun memories for sure those good shows and all birthday themes so i love it yeah it's great can't go wrong
2: here maybe we'll have to do a sequel for when it's alex's birthday Try and fit yeah, one right? into our schedule.
1: Oh, yeah, gosh. that's it's in October. It. We'll be Halloween heavy by then. Uh, yeah,
2: maybe maybe we'll, uh, we'll maybe figure something year. out for Patreon yeah, like or a miniisode. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds
3: good. Awesome guys, thank well, you so much. It's great. Don't
2: go yet, Chelsea. I gotta do a proper oh. closing. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay.
2: So uh, before we wrap this birthday up and uh, blow out the candles and head on home after eating too much birthday cake, uh, slimesters and Gakkoids, let us know, what was your favorite birthday memory that you would like to share with us? You know, if any come to mind, email us at splattack 2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast, or heck, you know, even write a comment on our Patreon page. We love hearing from our audience wherever way possible. So um you know connect with us share some birthday memories. We love to hear all about Bing, you know the birthday boy, girl whatever in the 90s and anything you have to share there. How did you know oh, I was a birthday boy girl? <laughs> <laughs> just a lucky guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I have a boy and a girl here. Yeah. It's just looking to <laughs> mind. everyone. So uh, like if any sequel to cat dog. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> You don't like mentioning SpongeBob, I don't like mentioning cat dogs. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it might be a while before that shows up on the podcast. Uh, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we've got to head out um and we'll we'll share that any responses we get for a future Mo- Mona's Mailbag segment. And uh for all of our patrons, thank you so much for making this episode happen. Um you know, just without you, we can't keep this going. And it's it's a real treat to be able to like break away from our main schedule and just do these fun little bonus episodes for you exclusively. So if you enjoy this, definitely let other people know so that they can get on board the Patreon bad wagon and uh, help us come up with some more great ideas for future episodes.
1: Alex, do yeah. you have anything else mm-hmm. you want to share? No, uh, just thank you for all of you patrons who are following us. I'm gonna shatter all of this. And thank <laughs> you also, Chelsea, for joining us. It was a real blast getting to meet you. And yeah. uh, please continue to spread the word. Uh, keep spreading that herpes out there. <laughs> <If I just laughs> As possible. And that's, <laughs> yeah. Hand out some flyers instead.
2: Like tell yeah, people who no, have nothing the better guys. to on yeah. Facebook to go to Splat Attack because make, we're trying make, make, our darnest. Make, no, uh, make, awesome, make,
1: make postcards with my nipple
2: tassels. No. <laughs> Please, no. Oh, perfect. No, it's great right. definitely all right well before this episode Thank gets out of hand me. and uh my birthday cake goes up in gets flames yeah uh see y'all next time on patreon as we put away our party hats pop all of our balloons and play with our presents to prepare for one gnarly ride down the sewers with Ickis and crumb in our episode review of ah real monsters the great wave I'm really looking forward to this one because it's our first Patreon episode review and also because I'm a big fan of the show. Do you remember Areal uh, Monsters at all? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, definitely. We had a video game of that, so it was, was fun memories for sure.
2: Definitely. We also cover that in episode 21, uh, playing through 90s Nick video games. So yeah. what we're trying to say is go watch that episode. <laughs> yeah, just check it out. out. Yeah. But without further ado, um, <laughs> I think this this. Party is over. Alex, will you please drain the slime tank for me, please? I, I, I need a little help. Uh, Been a dislodging... Great
1: birthday.
2: Yeah, I need a little help dislodging uh, Tommy's present out of the cake.
1: Yeah. Hey, Cook Captain, why don't you just use the remote control okay. and back it out?
2: Yeah, that might be a good idea. Let me go uh, ask Stu for some double D, double A <laughs> batteries, whatever it yeah. takes. <laughs> All right, guys. Spot you Sounds later. Good, guys. Bye. Uh, Reprise a theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty-night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple.
1: What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed.
0: bye bye My perfect carrot cake is destroyed And the puppet show is a total disaster
1: Actually, I thought it was a very spirited performance Ooh, just kidding
2: Hey, Slimesters and Gackoids This is Brett just chiming in here for a quick message To my girlfriend, Monica Who also has a birthday this month So I didn't get the chance to mention it During our main recording But I just want to let you know, Monica Happy birthday And thank you for being a special part of my life You are truly one of the greatest gifts I've ever had Spot you later. <laughs> I'll see you at my birthday party soon. All day today, celebrate with Stimpy, Clarissa, Tommy, Ickis, and more during Nickelodeon's Big Birthday Marathon. It's a whole day featuring the first ever episodes of your favorite Nick shows. And after the birthday marathon, tune into to SNCC for Nickelodeon's Big Birthday Bash.